Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And the Foo Fighters with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's 534. And the Foo Fighters back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. I just said that. I know. It's National Repeat Day. See what I did? Oh, that's see an actual thing. Huh? I see. Huh? Huh? You look forward to that all morning long. No. Oh, Jesus. No. No. <laughs> Well, then I may have to leave early. <laughs> well, okay, well, you just go and do that. By the way, if you went to bed early last night, you missed a great comeback for the Boston Celtics, huh? Unbelievable comeback. They uh, destroyed Golden State in the fourth quarter. Bob Ryan from uh, the Boston Globe will be joining uh, the show after 8 o'clock today to talk all about it. What a game by the Celtics. Unbelievable. There's that. There's some other stuff. I'm pretty sure Thunderbird hockey tickets will be given away today. Nice. They're going into the weekend, uh, starting their new series tomorrow night. Tomorrow night yeah. against Lo- the Laval Roquette. Wee wee poo poo caca. I think that's French. Can't be sure. It's 536 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 in Rush. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Gonna be a great weekend. Gonna have highs eighties, low eighties today, tomorrow. Maybe a little rain, a little bit today to kind of kick off the weekend. But other than that, pretty nice. Uh well, let's hope not, because uh, tonight is graduation night uh, at East Lawn Middle High School. Well, I have to, I have to go to that. Yeah, mm. I think the rain's gonna be done by then. I think it's just kind of some morning showers and giving way to afternoon sunshine. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, it appears uh, Kim Kardashian was not looking for a relationship with Pete Davidson. She was just down for a booty call. And the rest just happened by accident. Hmm. On a new episode of The Kardashians, Kim said she felt a vibe when she kissed Pete during their Aladdin sketch on SNL. Well, how could she be helped? I mean, look at him. I know. He's, he's an Adonis. He's adorable. It made her think that maybe she needed to, quote, try something different. Unfortunately, Pete didn't show up to her after party, so a few days later, she got his number from an SNL producer and texted him. Now, when she says that she wanted to try something different, does she mean hepatitis C? Yeah, I think that's exactly what she was looking for. She already had that. She didn't need to. Can you get it twice? I guess you could. I don't. But I don't know. Not the Pete Davidson version, though. I guess no. It's, yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a mutant version of it. Mm. She says, "Quote: I wasn't even thinking like, oh my god, I'm going to be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking, I heard about this BDE. Need to get out there. I was just basically DTF. You know mm. what that means." Uh, down to Friday. Yeah, a BDE stands for a Big Wiener Energy. By the way, hmm. really? I think I have a lot of BDE. The energy part, not the actual. <laughs> is that a medical term? BDE? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, wieners as in like hot dogs, because I could pack down a few of those. Oh, yeah. it's it's talking about your BDE and your BVDs. Sure, right. And then you get the STDs, and then you're done. You got everything, and everything is A-OK. But she ended up falling for him because he's, quote, The best human I've ever met. Human? Yeah. Okay, that's using the term loosely. No, he is. He is uh, technically human. He is, but it's almost like, uh, I'm just going to do this one for clout, too. (laughs) 
kind of the way he settled yeah. for Ariana Grande yeah. too, right? Look, look, I'm really not shallow. I ha- I date ugly people too. Good for uh, her. Amber Heard's attorney says social media helped sway the jury in her defamation trial against no. Johnny Depp. Elaine uh, Bredhoff told NBC's Today Show that since the jurors weren't sequestered, there's no way they could avoid it. And the online chatter was slanted overwhelmingly in Johnny's favor. That was exacerbated even further by having the trial televised. She said, quote, I was against cameras in the courtroom, and I went on record with that and argued against it because of the sensitive nature of this, but it made it a zoo. They were also not allowed to bring certain evidence, like medical records that show Amber had been reporting abuse to her therapist since 2012. Well, usually when they don't admit evidence, it's because it doesn't really have any relevance to what you're talking about in the case. True. And uh, would the therapist have physically I uh, you know, examined her client? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. She said, quote, uh, we had an enormous amount of evidence that was suppressed in this case uh, that was in the U.K. case. In the U.K. case, when it came in, Amber won, Mr. Depp lost. Aw. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I mean, but anybody, you can win or lose a case. That doesn't mean you're not not guilty of doing something. You know what I mean? Like, the ultimate thing is just the judgment. And, and the jury decides, like, okay, well... This doesn't fit this definition, so she wins. Kind of right. like OJ yeah. was not guilty of murder. Yes. In the first case. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. But, you know, when it comes right down to it, it's up to the attorneys to argue the case one way or another. And in this particular situation, Johnny Depp's attorneys ran, uh, you know, ran the table. Just as simple as that. With uh, Top Gun Maverick dominating the box office, an old clip of Quentin Tarantino discussing the original movie is going viral again. It's from a 1994 indie flick called Sleep With Me, and Quentin's character is telling another guy how Top Gun is actually about repressed homosexuality. He explains that Maverick is on the edge of going gay, and Iceman and his crew are trying to get him to take the plunge. Kelly McGillis' character is trying to pull Maverick back to the normal way instead. Okay. Which she can... That is not the reason why I haven't seen that film. Really? Yes. It had uh, nothing to do with any kind of, uh, you know, uh, agenda. That, that's right. You never saw the original Top Gun. That's correct. Uh, but she can see that uh, he's being pulled away, the gay way, so she dresses more masculine to win him over, but in the end, she fails because Maverick and Iceman have pledged to be each other's wingmen or something like that. Okay, now I know. It's, I've seen this clip probably a hundred times. It's very, very funny. Just the way, and because they they add the clips of the movie into it, too, to show you what he's talking about. All right. Sure. Uh, The 1990 killer spider movie Arachnophobia is being remade by the same guy who did the Happy Death Day movies. The original star Jeff Daniels and John Goodman. No word on who's going to be starring in this. Because we can't come up with any new ideas, so we'll just remake old ideas. Well, back then it was the brown recluse spider, I think. Maybe now it's going to be a different strain of spider. I don't know. I never really watched that movie. I did. That was the one. It was okay. It was Yeah, it was just okay. Isn't it interesting? I've seen that movie, but I didn't see the first Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Jeff Daniels in the... Rose of Cairo. Purple Rose of Purple Cairo. Purple Rose, Rose of Cairo. Cairo. There, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Where he comes out of the movie theater. Yes. Yeah. I still think his finest acting moment was on the toilet in Dumb and Dumber. Yes, that was probably... Because haven't we all been there? We have. And I think that was a 
accurate description on what happens when you take a box full of X-Lax. I think he was underacting. Uh, KFC is launching a Jack Harlow meal on Monday. It includes spicy chicken sandwich, mac and cheese, secret recipe fries, a side of ranch, and a lemonade. There will also be special merchandise uh, released exclusively on the KFC app. I, uh... What, what makes them think that that is appealing to anybody? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. Uh... Because, you know, the one, number one question on Google is, how did Jack Harlow get famous? Uh, he gave his big single an all-star facelift by adding DaBaby, Tori Lanez, and Lil Wayne onto an official remix, for which he also recorded a new verse. That's no all clue. he did. No clue. That's how he got famous. Well, mm-hmm. thankfully, I won't have to ask that question on Google now that you've just answered it well, for me. Well, like uh, when uh, Paul McCartney was on that uh, Kanye album and all these kids were like, man, this Paul McCartney's going to go places because of Kanye. <laughs> Seems to have quite a lot of talent. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Cool. Day. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I must tell you, I've been watching ESPN a lot over the last couple of days, and I've come to the conclusion that there are some people over there who are either in the pocket of the Golden State Warriors or they simply don't understand what the hell they're talking about. Last night, after listening to all of these experts saying that Golden State was going to walk all over Boston in the NBA Finals, it was the Celtics who said, hold on, not so fast. Sure, they didn't look all that hot after the first three quarters, but as basketball fans know, it's what you do in the fourth quarter that really matters. And last night, the Celtics pounded Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors in a completely dominating performance in the fourth quarter that left every Golden State apologist feeling like their favorite team was suddenly in a lot of trouble. The Celtics opened up the fourth quarter with seven straight three-pointers as they would go on to outscore Golden State 40-60, giving Boston the win with a final score of 120-108. Sure, Steph Curry got his 34 points, but Al Horford dropped in 26 points, including six threes. Jalen Brown, 24 points. Derek White, 21 points. And although Jason Tatum was only held at 12 points, he still picked things up with 13 assists. Suddenly, the team that wasn't supposed to win looked a lot like a team that was refusing to lose. Listen, the thing about experts is that sometimes they really don't know what they're talking about, especially since they're not the ones playing the game or busting out a 40-16 to point run in the fourth quarter on the road during the first game of the NBA Finals. Watch how the tone turns around today when the very same experts try to tell you what happened last night. And if the Celtics win game two on Sunday, watch how they switch things up again. Look, for my money, there are no foregone conclusions in the NBA Finals. Remember, Golden State hasn't won a championship in four years. In NBA years, that's a long time ago, and they're hardly the team they used to be because that Golden State team wouldn't have lost by 12 points at home to anybody. In other words, they are in a lot of trouble, and I'm okay with that. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Craftsman 16-gallon wet dry vac is 100 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. So is the Craftsman 6-gallon pancake air compressor. Tons of tool deals on sale right now at Rocky's. Check them out on the flyer. You can find it in the store, on the app, or at rockies.com. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 610. 
and ACDC with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. A little bit of rain this morning and then uh, pretty much nice all weekend with highs from the mid-70s into the low 80s. Uh, coming up later on this morning, we have Thunderbird tickets for Sunday's game against the Laval Rocket. At, uh, it's a 5.05 start. The only hook is you'll have to come to the station today to get your tickets. But that's coming up later on this morning. And also Bob Ryan, uh, is he still writing for the Globe? No, he's semi-well, yes and no. He's semi-retired. But uh, the award-winning columnist from the Boston Globe will join us a little bit later on. Talk Celtics. You know, basketball is his area yeah, of expertise. He's a great writer. Yep. And, and the Celtics had a great game last mm-hmm. night. So that's after 8 o'clock. So uh, keep listening for that. Uh what else? What are you doing this weekend? You got uh... tonight is uh, my final high school graduation. Woo-hoo! Uh, I'm Look finally going to graduate. Uh, I got all my credits. All this time, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to a truck driver training school in the fall. All I'm right. uh, looking forward to a new career. Hey, there's nothing wrong with driving a truck. You know, I always thought I could do that for a living if the radio thing didn't work out. But here I am, 37 plus years into this whole thing, and I'm still stuck. Hey, it ain't too late. But I always thought I could do that. I always thought I could drive a truck for a living. I don't like driving enough to do it I do. long. I could do like small trips, like you yeah. know, 10, 15 miles uh, away. <laughs> well, I'm not, you know, my, my son drives a truck uh, like that where he just delivers, uh, uh, you know, kitchen stuff to area households and things like that. But I think I could drive a truck for long periods of time as yeah. long as I, I think they're enticing now the truck drivers with these better deals now. Where, what, you're only out on the road for a certain number of hours, and you're back home every weekend. Yeah, but I can you know do what? that. If you're one of these independent guys, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them out there, and they, and they, make, they, you know, they make a good living. Mm-hmm. It's a good job. But can you imagine what it must be like to fill up your truck with diesel these days? Right. Oh, my God. I mean, it's gotta be, it's, I, mean, I don't know how listen, they do it. It's bad enough filling this thing with uh, mm-hmm. regular gasoline. Yes. It's like $150. It's crazy. I know, and and like yeah, how does the how does a guy, an independent trucker, who's mm-hmm. uh you know hauling the big rigs from right. one end of this great wonderful country of ours to another, mm-hmm. another, you know, carrying that load of having to pay diesel prices? Well, it's unbelievable. That's f- why your box of cereal went from two thirty nine to four thirty nine. That's how they cover the cost of all that stuff. That's I know the inflation part. Yeah, and you're going to find out when you go to the tractor trailer trailing school there or whatever it is after your high school graduation tonight. Congratulations! That's going to be, that's going to be my uh, my first question, the first day of class. How much is this going to cost me? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Kate is going to uh, graduate nice. tonight. You know, she just come, had her prom the other night. Mm-hmm. Now she's going to be a high school graduate. Nice. Unbelievable. Uh, you make. I'm sure you feel old, but knowing you, I feel old because. I remember when I first started here. I don't. I think Kate was in, still in a in a like a car seat in a uterus. Yeah. Well, no, she was in a car seat. <laughs> what Same year thing. was she born? Same thing. She was uh, two thousand four. Yeah. So it was two thousand five. I started here. She was only a year old. She was still in a car seat. I remember you know bringing the kids in here and all that stuff. And uh, I'm like, high school grad. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what. I remember uh, when my oldest daughter was born. I, I remember that far back. She's now 22 years old. Yikes. Think about that. Yeah. She just graduated from college, right? She just graduated from college. (laughs) Nice. And Liza is going to be a junior in college in the fall. It's like, when you, you, I mean, I've been here for long enough where, you know, some of you people have uh, have kind of uh, seen my entire adult life kind of unfold, you know, belch itself out on the uh, the air. Yeah. Mm. And now uh, my kids are getting old. And I feel that means we're getting old. 
Ultimately, yes. But you know what? Here's the funny part about it. Physically, I feel like the old man that the that the driver's license and my birth certificate yeah, yeah. claim that I am. Yeah. But in my head, I'm still thinking, hey, wait a minute. I'm I'm still the the same young, yeah. spry young man that hey, uh, uh, you know became you know illegal yeah. to drink just uh, like yesterday. Yeah, I want to do a beer bong right now. That's how good I feel. I do, yeah. but I also know that at 55, the ramifications of a beer bong are not a good idea. You never know. Now I I know for a fact. It's not. Uh, it's not going to happen. But yeah, this is uh, this is the thing. And you know, your daughter just turned twelve. Yeah, which means and and put this into perspective. She's uh-huh. twelve. Yeah. In six years, <laughs> you will be where I am. Yeah. Six years. That's not that long away. That's it's not a, that very far away. It's a blink of an eye, and the older you get, Dave, you'll uh, you'll you'll back me up. Yes, this. I will. Well, no, I mean, but you and I are kind of. <laughs> I mean, we're in the same kind of ballpark together. Yes. Uh. Six years is like no time at all. You, you like you close your eyes and it's six years later. But let me just say, just like you, even though I'm older than you are, I don't feel like I'm any older than like thirty or something. In my head, right? You know, like in my your, head, in your head. But yeah. all the documentation. Yes. Every time you go to a doctor, Damn every proof. Every time your doctor says, you know, a man your age should not be doing this, <laughs> or know. Uh, you know, you're at the age now where a colonoscopy should happen every three to five years. When you get to that age, you don't even, it's like you have to be reminded all the time how old you really are. Mm-hmm. I get that all the time. It's like in my head, like the things that I used to be able to do 10 years ago, yep. without even batting an eye, I could do. Now at 55, I feel like if I do it, it's going to be a recovery time of six to seven weeks. Damn. And I'm not even talking about, you know, damaging things. I'm just talking about like, you know, if I if I mow the lawn uphill, I'm going to I'm going to suffer yeah. as a result of this. Yeah, I have to climb these stairs behind Steve two or three times every day, and that gets yeah. getting tougher and tougher. So it's like when 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 you're when you and your son had started to have conversations that seemed like more adult <laughs> conversations than you. I'm still waiting for that day remember? with my son. By the way, no, but you you do you have <laughs> like conversations that you would have as an adult as opposed to like a father and son or a father and daughter yes. where you think you know they. You know, well, no, you can't have a snack right now because your bedtime is about in 15 minutes. You know, those yeah. kinds of conversations you have with a, uh, with a six-year-old. Sure. But what? when they're 20 and, or 30, it's like you realize, hey, wait a minute, youth has gone by. I don't know. Uh, my kid uh, grew up a little bit faster than, than most kids, and uh, the maturity level is actually somewhat beyond mine. Um, not, time. That's not hard. Really not saying very <laughs> yeah, right. And we just had an adult conversation about uh, dishwashers the other day. Yeah, what do you think the best dishwasher is? And we, mm. yeah, we went through all the specs and all that stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, it was a really nice, boring father-daughter conversation. And you feel right. like you, uh, she taught you a lot <laughs> during this conversation? Oh yeah, we're getting a new one. Yeah, okay, we're getting a new one. Good. <laughs> Did she break down like the uh, the cubit me- cubit measurements of the uh, of the uh, new dishwasher? No, you know, I had to buy one. The, the the one di- the one well the first one I had died but then the then this other one <laughs> this other one uh, the, yeah, yeah the I, one the one you married yeah that died her yeah. warranty ran yeah, out that and then, ran out it was expired <laughs> right that was crazy hate Jeez. when that happens I know and okay. they're like you can't just replace that one no not, no uh, so I wound up uh, I wound up going uh, the, the house I bought, this thing is probably 12 years old to begin with, this particular dishwasher. Okay. It just stopped working 
Like it just like there was no it, the, the lights are just blinking and it on it. Didn't even get a chance to to go back to work and say goodbye. No, it it didn't. Uh, so I had to I had to I did my shopping. I actually got a good were any deal. of the were any of the other appliances uh, you know uh, castigated for a lack of uh, <laughs> a lack of loyalty to the well. Dishwasher? You know I'm a Who little just suddenly stopped working one day. I'm a little sus, as the kids say, hmm. of the uh, the fridge. And the stove. Okay. Because you know, like, when one goes, they all then go. they all go. But I'm kind of really holding on to that fridge. Like, let's just wait a little bit. Right. Anyway, anyway. sorry to derail you. No, that's all right. Go uh, on. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, we were just talking about having adult conversations with kids. And, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, she knows the specs. It's uh, That's how you teach them. You teach them all about these things. It's bizarre. It, it is bizarre to watch your kids grow. At a time when you're trying very hard not to age. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes. It's, it's mm. like, you know what I'm talking about? Because you, 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 you see them getting older, you see them making adult choices, and you see them, you know, doing things. Kids don't believe that their parents have experienced the same exact things mm-hmm. that, uh, that they are, you know, dealing with. But yet so, they somehow manipulate you and me. Of course. That, well, that's, uh, you know, uh, I'm not doing like, anything. Uh, just like we manipulated our parents. I'm not doing hood rat stuff, I yeah. swear. No, not me. And how come we cave and fall for it, even though we know what's going on? We know we're being manipulated, but we still cave in. Why? It's a good question. You I know? don't know. I don't I don't know the answer, because our parents wouldn't have caved exactly. in. Exactly. Lack of interest. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think that's uh, <laughs> the, the the new generation. We're, we're the new generation of parents are much more willing to to comply. But don't you feel really old when you start saying these kids these days? You know, whenever I say that, I'm whenever I catch myself, you know, complaining about a younger generation. Yeah. The uh, back in my day, back when I was your age, you know, that's I hear that come out of my mouth. Yeah, and as I'm doing it, I'm hearing my father's voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Come out of my out of my face, mm-hmm. say the same exact stuff, as if I learned from the best. <laughs> I learned exactly from the old man. Me too. I pick up empty beer cans and uh, nip bottles all the time, just to just for the sake of trying to relive those memories when I was a kid. All you have to do now is uh, use your new dishwasher as a toilet, and you'll be right back in the there, old. Yeah, yeah exactly. Youth. Yeah, Dad can pee in that one too. Speaking of which, I got a buddy of mine who brought a brand new uh, Labrador Black Lab puppy, and. Uh. Can't stop going on top of the dishwasher's folded down door. So, in other words, it, you, it, when the really? when the door is folded down, Black Lab steps up onto that thing, does its business. Well, that's an easy fix. You just don't put the door down <laughs> right. when the dogs are around. I know, right? You can't pick and choose when you fill up the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's uh, six twenty one with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's six twenty eight. And Blue Oyster Cult with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Shelter Fest uh, 2022 is a Sunday at uh, the Elks in Springfield. Dan Williams is going to give you another chance to win later on today. It includes uh, Bon Jersey, uh, one of the uh, the best Bon Jovi uh, tribute bands out there. Also, Peter Newland, formerly of Fat. His brand new band is going to be out there. And it's to raise money uh, for the Friends of the Homeless Emergency Shelter. Great organization. Uh, they do great, great work. And you can help. By going to Shelterfest this Sunday at the Elks on on Tiffany Street. Tickets are available at CSOinc.org slash fest. And again, listen to Dan Williams after 10 o'clock today for your chance to win tickets to Shelterfest from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. As for the weather, highs in the low 80s for most of the weekend. Pretty good uh, 
pretty good weather, except for some showers maybe this morning. So quickly, um, Steve, spell picture. Spell picture. Uh, P-I-C-T-U-R-E. Very good. Back, spell schedule. Oh, Jesus. S-K-E-D-U-A-L. <laughs> so close. Anyway, those are the two words that are most commonly misspelled in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Picture, picture is misspelled. Picture and schedule. According to Google Trends, the top words that people in Massachusetts and Connecticut search for the spelling on, those two words. I say this because the Scripps-Howard spelling bee came to a conclusion yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. And so according to Google Trends, these are some of the words per state that people have to check the spelling of. See, Mass- would- Massachusetts is picture and Connecticut's schedule. So I would think, uh, like, the one thing that Massachusetts would have the hardest time spelling would be Stanley Cup. Mm. <laughs> That's see, not something they're used to seeing. Ah, uh, I mean, like, occasionally they'll see it, but mm-hmm. from afar. Yes. Uh, according to the Google Trends, by the way, Boutonniere in Utah. Now, people are obviously a lot smarter in Utah than they are here in New England, because Boutonniere is the one that gets them there. Boutonniere. Boutonniere. Now... I don't know how to spell it. B-O-U-T-I-N-E-E-R? You're close. Not even close. What is it? How do you spell boutonniere? Uh, It's B-U-T-T-I-N-E-R-R with an umlaut. Too much but in that one. So it's B-O-U-T-O-N-N-I-E-R-E. Well, there you go. I'm only bringing this up because in West Virginia... The uh, thing they have to look up the most in West Virginia is how to spell... The name spe- of their father. No, how to spell West Virginia. Yeah, that is challenging. In West Virginia. They don't know how to spell the name of their own state. Well, it could come out like Virginia. Yeah, you know, so. that's the problem yeah. when you got with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, we do have some audio a little bit later on from the Scripps-Howard Spelling Bee. I know you're all waiting for that. I know how to spell bitterness. It's uh, J-O-H-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that down to figure out what you're talking about. You ever spelled that before? No, I, I can't say. Not wow. to that degree. No. It's 630. <laughs> we'll have to Google that one. News is next on Rock 102. <laughs> 633. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Before you get going, can I just uh, mention this? Uh, the Westfield police are alerting people that uh, avoid Union Street today in Westfield from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. because there's this big uh, paving thing going on. Ah. Luckily, that's not a very heavily traveled road. Union Street? No, yeah, you no, could easily not avoid at that. All. Just not to, at all. All you got to do is drive around it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's only, all you Only do. 15, 20 miles out of your way. Yeah. And if you're driving around, you don't have to worry about a guy letting air out of your tires or filling your gas tank with water anymore because he's been busted. It's a Winchenden man arrested earlier this week accused of targeting young women by damaging or letting air out of their tires and filling their gas tanks with water and other substances in order to disable their vehicles. Yeah, that's bad for the engine, right? Yeah. Water? Yeah. He was Should arraigned be, in... It sure would be a lot cheaper. Yeah. He was arraigned in... Well, there's that. They are working on that, aren't they? Turning water into gasoline or something Actually, like you know, that? Actually, here's the exasperating part about it. Many years ago, there was a guy who invented a steam engine for cars, mm-hmm. and it would have you know, eliminated the need for, for you know, foreign oil or any kind of fossil fuels or anything like that. He patented it uh, you know, and, and was ready to roll with it. And then suddenly, out of the blue, the dude disappears. Ooh. Dead. No one knows what happened. All a big conspiracy. Weird. 
Not to say the government may have been involved, but you know how those things work. Automobile lobbyists, perhaps? That's the way it goes. This man from Washington uh, was arraigned in Milford District uh, Bill Milford District Court uh, earlier this week as well. You're, you're thinking of Alfred, the guy from uh, Batman. I think you're right. It's Milford District Court where he was arraigned, and he did fess up. He said, hey, I like to make cars not start. Some people do other things. I like to make cars not start. This according to 38-year-old Alexander Yee. By the way, misreported by some other news sources as Alexander Lee. It's actually Alexander Yee. Right. Uh, he apparently had a pattern where he would allegedly scope out a victim, usually a young woman, and inflict damage to their vehicle while it was parked in a parking lot in hopes that the victim would later require assistance from him. Yeah. So this is the scam he was trying to perpetrate. <sighs> the damage typically consisted of either tampering with the tires or pouring liquids, often water or juice, into the gas tank. Now, juice could be expensive. Why pour juice in there if you could just pour water in there? That's a pretty stupid criminal right there. It is. It is. It's a completely stupid idea. I'm glad they caught him, though. Do you have the other detail of that story? Of what he was doing? Well, go ahead. He uh, he would disable the vehicles, mm -hmm. and then he would drive up. He would follow these people. Yeah. And when they would break down, he wouldn't just offer assistance. He would walk up to their window, and his penis was attached to a rope in which he pulled out of his pants, showed his penis, and then would get back in the car and leave. He just wanted to show it? Yeah. He That's was it? just, well, who knows what else he could have done. But he th this was like many incidents that he was involved in, and people were reporting this guy. Why do you have to attach it to a rope, by the way, if you want to display it? Well, Why don't you just zip, unzip and, hey, it, there you go. Here's, uh, here's uh, this, this is the thing. I've, I've had a problem uh, with this guy because... You know, if you're going to do something like that, what an elaborate way to do it. Like, how do you know when that person, if the person goes into the groceries? Because this happened in the in the big white parking lot in Southampton. He watched somebody walk in the store, right. went and did something to their vehicle, and then somebody noticed him doing that. And then reported him to the police. He didn't actually do anything to anybody in Southampton. But... They later found out that that's what he was, his intentions were, because these were these other incidents where these people's cars would break down, and he'd walk up to the car and go, "Here's my little uh, uh, wing wing, if you if you will," and yeah. uh, then get back in the car and leave. That's a, that's an awful lot of effort to put into something. You know the messed up part of this whole thing is, hmm. so you know, here's a guy that for whatever reason has a certain level of exhibitionism, right? Right. Um. But my guess is anyone who has seen him can only identify the rope. Yeah. Well, because that's the that's the uh, defining characteristic it, that this it, man it, it ain't the penis. Yeah. We've all seen a penis, but it's like all you're thinking of is what's going on with the rope? Yeah. And that's the thing you remember. It just seems like, uh, you know, if I was going to be a deviant, a social deviant, right? If? Yeah. I'm more on the lazy side. Uh, like I'd cut out the middleman of the, uh, the the disabling of the vehicle and mm -hmm. the, you know you know waiting for somebody to come back out outside of a grocery store. How the hell long you know that somebody's going to be in there for? 
Yeah, somebody could go in there for five minutes and grab something, or they could be in there for 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, I think you have to look at it kind of like in the same mindset of a drug addict. Yeah. You know, they get high that first time, and they're always chasing that same high, and, you know, they keep trying more and more drugs to kind of go back that first time they got high, and they never actually get there, and by the time they do, they're, you know, they're caught up in, in an addiction. Think of it this way. If you've got a predilection to expose your genitals out in public... The first couple dozen times, it's like, okay, well, that's cool. Now what can I do? And it just keeps building and building. Now like, i got to disable a car. Now he's going to disable a car. Yeah. No, it's not just enough to disable a car. Let's try pouring water into a gas tank. No, let's uh, empty the tires. It's like this thing builds and builds just because he's a thrill yeah. seeker. What but other yet, hood rat stuff can I do to these vehicles? And yet, the only identifying mark on his penis is a rope. A rope burn, maybe. I'm sure. Well, depending on the rope. Right. Uh, Yee also admitted in court that he had a, quote, car crank fetish, but said it's not a sexual fetish. No. I just like the sound of the car turning over. Turning on? Oh, that's 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 great. Car cranking fetish. Makes me want to tie the rope a little tighter. Mm. A Northampton man convicted of injecting his daughter with drain cleaner has been denied a request for a new trial. Christopher Conley, sentenced to 16 to 18 years in prison when a Hampshire Superior Court found him guilty of the 2015 attempted murder of his seven-year-old. Prosecutors say he injected liquid plumber, drain cleaner, into his daughter's secostomy tube, which is a type of catheter placed in the intestines. Oh, my God. Then he gave her an overdose of pain medication. The child survived the poisoning, but at great cost, obviously... The child's, yeah, you know, physical fitness has been harmed. Well, well, she's since been adopted by another family. By the way, the child, there was, I believe, there was some special needs yes. thing going on here, and this was their way of trying to eliminate their child, which is very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this 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 happened a few this happened like six or seven years ago. Yeah, he was found guilty in yeah. 2015. How long was he sentenced for? 16 to 18 years, and he was seeking a new trial. Judge threw it right out of court. Yeah, this I would. Week. I would too. Yep, that's awful. In Pittsfield, police arresting and charging 49 year old Luis Rosado, a North Adams man, with murdering his wife. He was arrested in an apartment on Fenn Street in Pittsfield around 8.30 in the morning, charged with a single count of murder in connection with the death of his wife, Jillian. She was found dead in the home, and police and EMTs called to the scene by a 911 phone call just before 8 p.m. An autopsy determined the cause of death was multiple stab wounds. An arrest warrant was issued for Luis Rosado Tuesday, and again, he was pulled in Wednesday. So this all happened very quickly in Pittsfield. This is a happy little thing, isn't it? Yeah, would you like some happier news? <laughs> well, that would be a change of pace. All right, how about this? Dean Fay of Central City Boxing and Barbell Club. He's a Springfield police officer. He apparently meeting with members of the press yesterday to showcase Central City's new location and larger building at 355 Berkshire Ave, where he'll be able to train young boxers in a better fashion Dean these days. Dean Fay. What, what a weakling that man is. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> You can say this hiding behind a microphone. I assume he's a large guy. He's yeah, a, he yeah. looks like a very powerful man mm-hmm. that uh, you wouldn't want to call yeah. uh, 
a wuss in public. This is uh, this is the location that used to house uh, the Malta uh, Floral Supply yeah. uh, Company. Oh, okay, right there on Berkshire Avenue. So it's yeah. going to smell good as well as being a good workout place. Uh, I, I don't know how well it, how good it smells these days. Malta's been out of there for a while, but uh, I think when you have a couple guys boxing in a gym, it's not going to smell quite as fresh. Uh, yeah, Dean Fay's been he's been doing this program for a while. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great program. A great program for for youth. Uh, but yeah, you know he's a big wuss. Well, that's right. That's right. Really? I said it, Dean. Yeah, you, You're a big wuss, Dean. You, you could have cut Come on. Really? Because I'm pretty sure Dean can handle you. You know where I am? A 45 Fisher Avenue. My name is Coombs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're falling for it. Although, I, you, you have been accused of sounding like me. I've yeah, heard well. that. Uh, I don't think you sound any, anything alike, uh, except if the, uh, if the punches start flying, yeah. uh, it wasn't. It wasn't Bax who said any of this. <laughs> uh, by the way, this <laughs> Central City Boxing and Barbell Club with its new location will be helping out troubled teens and teens mm-hmm. specifically looking to get into the boxing game. Yeah. So it's a very good program, and and that's and that's probably a really good uh, location to uh, to just to establish the gym. So good for them. Good for them. And one other piece of good news, quickly: if you're in Agawam, you can get a brand new smoke detector for free. How's that happen? The Agawam Fire Department teaming up with the American Red Cross to help Agawam residents get access to smoke detectors. This campaign to help community members who don't have one or who have one that's too old, you can now get a brand new one. You must be a resident of Agawam or Feeding Hills. Your current smoke detector must be absent or greater than 10 years old, and you must allow the Agawam Fire Department into your home to install the free smoke detectors. All right. Good there news go. there as Free well. Smoke Good. detectors. Yes. 644 with back Steve and Dave. We've got a mass hat coming up on Rock 102. GG. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 652. And the Rolling Stones with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. You know, Mick Jagger says he takes dance lessons every day now to stay in shape for, you know, prancing around on stage. Yeah. Every day. Well, he's stay, a, stay in shape. Yeah. What is he, 83, 84 years old? I don't know if he's that old. He's old. I mean, yeah. he's, in, he's in his 80s, and he's, you know, that's that's a lot to ask for an old guy. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, later on this morning, tickets to see the uh, the Thunderbirds in Game 2 against uh, Laval for Sunday. We'll give away a, a bunch of tickets for that. Also, Bob Ryan, formerly of the Boston Globe, will be uh, joining the show after 8 o'clock to talk about the Boston Celtics. And next week, this is pretty exciting, Thursday, uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have the size in here in the studio to play a little bit of music. They're gonna be uh, appearing at Race Street Live. We'll tell you all about the show. It's their thirty and thirtieth anniversary of their their debut record, and it's actually a really cool story about the band. And uh, one of the guys uh, actually works here, so it's very easy to book them. Uh, by the way, Michael Philip Jagger, seventy eight, seventy eight, close enough. Mm-hmm. With I don't know how many eight kids that he knows of. At least, at least that's what's listed on his Wikipedia page. And he's still alive. Yes. That's the amazing. You would think that all those kids will put him in an early grave. Yeah, when you have millions of dollars for other people to take care of those kids, you're really not true. Uh, it's not really not a great feat. I guess. And, and, and then you've got extra money to take dance lessons every day to stay in shape. Maybe that's what we should do. Perhaps. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat in Springfield, Massachusetts. Well, that's right here. Yes, it is. 21 year old Jesus Okendo 
was found in a vehicle on Alderman Street. This happened around 8 o'clock Friday night. He was out on bail already for another crime, and he was arrested after attempting to drive away from Springfield Police with a three-year-old inside the vehicle. He's spinning out of control. He's driving away. When police ask him to stop, he does not stop, and he drives through a yard on Marlboro Street. This is really going to give a black guy to take your daughter to work day. Right? No kidding. Uh, he also drove through stop signs and red lights. And then he attempted to go the wrong way on Queen Street. That's when he crashed his vehicle into another car that was driving down the road in the opposite direction. Oh, my gosh. Then what? At the arrest, three-year-old found in the back seat of the car, firearm loaded with nine rounds of ammunition also found inside the vehicle. And the three-year-old was holding it? Doesn't say that. Not part of the report. How do we know this wasn't the like a mastermind plan by the three-year-old? And that he just had his 21-year-old dad, maybe, driving hmm. him around. Yeah, could be. What was the guy's name? Jose. No, excuse me. Jesus Okendo. Tell me when will you be mine? Tell me Okendo, Okendo, Okendo. That's the things that go through my mind when I listen to that. Well, there's a mass hat right from Massachusetts for you, by the way. Well, I mean, it's How about a, that? But it, And this is... Uh, I'm going to crown it. I'm going to crown your ass for that. <laughs> you Good can. for you. Danny Green will let you do that. Yeah. So now, so this is his son, right? Or, or, it doesn't or say... His it, child? It, we, we can't assume that, Bax. I don't know. It no, doesn't know, say that. In I the know we report. can't assume it, but but if, if, if it was his child, mm-hmm. it is heartwarming to know that at least families are doing things together. That's and right. I think that's important. That's right. You know, the family that uh, commits crime together stays together. Teaching his young son, if it is his son, how to drive the wrong way down a street, how to navigate the car through backyards. Well, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is, uh, this is is why Forest Park is, uh, is an area of wonder. It's our national treasure. It is a national treasure. Mm-hmm. It's 656 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next... In the 102-second sports, we have a retirement to talk about, and we have a suspension, a disqualification in the world of golf. It's gone totally berserk. We'll have that next in Rock 102's 102-second sports. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Just about 7 a.m. on Rock 102. We have some morning showers giving way to sun and clouds for pretty much the rest of the weekend with highs from the mid-70s into the low 80s. The weather is brought to you by Serview Locksmiths. So they got a key for that, St. James Avenue, Springfield, or serviewlocksmiths.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hockey, your Springfield Thunderbirds hosting the Laval Rocket. Tomorrow and Sunday at the Mass Mutual Center. We have tickets for that one a little bit later on. Stay tuned. In the NHL playoffs overnight, Colorado beat Edmonton 4-zip. LaLanche are up 2-zip in that series. And in the NBA, the Celtics fell way behind against Golden State last night, but came from behind to beat the Warriors 120-108. to The Celtics using a 20-2 run during the fourth quarter. Game two of that series coming up on Sunday. You can catch it on our sister station, Laser 98.5, brought to you by Berkshire Heating and Air Conditioning. Game three of the NBA Finals back in Boston on Wednesday. 
Baseball, the Red Sox in Oakland tonight to start a series against the A's. Yesterday in big league ball, the Dodgers over the Mets 2-zip and the Yankees beat the Angels 6-1. In football, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback and Harvard graduate, spent 17 years in the NFL, called it quits yesterday. He played for just about every NFL team, including the Jets, Dolphins, and more. And in golf, at the Memorial in Ohio, six guys shot five under 67. Among them, American Davis Riley and Aussie Cameron Smith. Nick Watney shot a plus 981. He's pretty much out of the tournament. And so is Hideki Matsuyama. He was disqualified for using a non-conforming club. Here's Steve Rintoul from the PGA describing what went wrong. The white paint you see on the face there, uh, Rule 4A3 in the, within the equipment rules speaks to applying a substance to the face that could unduly affect you know, the, the uh, performance of a ball, the flight, the spin, and back into the rules of golf, a player is disqualified if he uses a non-conforming club. He can, you can carry a non-conforming club, just don't use it. We had one of our officials talk to Hideki on the second hole. Hideki, are you carrying a club? Yes. <laughs> Hideki, have you used a club? Uh, the answer to that was unfortunately yes, he used it off the first tee. So the use of the non-conforming club off the first tee meant a disqualification. Yes, white paint on the face of his three-wood. Can't do that in the world of golf, apparently, especially if the white paint is raised enough off the club to cause a problem. That's it for your 102 Second Sports. Way too many rules in golf. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax focuses on LeBron James's net worth. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Hey, Mom, how about we pretend to be dogs? I'll say. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know about you, but I got paid today. And while on paper I'm doing okay and paying the bills, I realize there are many people out in the world who are doing a little bit better than me. Not that I'm envious, but when I say they're doing a little bit better than me, it should be assumed that they're doing a little bit better than you, too. Yesterday, Forbes magazine reported that LeBron James of the Lakers has just become the first active member of the NBA to accumulate a net worth of $1 billion. That's a billion with a B, as in, boy, I sure wish my paycheck was a little bit bigger than this. How did LeBron James manage to come up with a billion dollars? Well, according to Forbes, LeBron made $121.2 million last year between his on- and off-court financial activities. In that regard, he only trails soccer star Lionel Messi, who made over $130 million last year. So how did LeBron come up with the remaining $878.8 million? Well, it's like this. Last year, he sold his minority stake in the Spring Hill Production Company, the company that made Space Jam a new legacy and is in the process of producing another exciting sequel to House Party. The value of that sale is listed at $725 million. The remaining $153.8 million came from a stake in the Fenway Sports Group, a bunch of real estate holdings, and a $30 million stake in a chain of pizza restaurants that no one's ever gone to, and his sale to the share of Beats by Dre. And oh yeah, there's still a bunch of money left over from playing basketball for the last 19 seasons. That adds up to a billion dollars in financial holdings and assets. Meanwhile... I just paid a fortune to put new tires on my wife's car. And all I can think of is, how am I going to pay my cable bill? Listen, I got $15 in my pocket right this very moment, which means that I am $999,999,985 short until my next paycheck. 
In other words, if LeBron is open to it, I would happily make myself available for adoption. Because for a billion dollars, I would be more than willing to call him daddy, even though I happen to be 19 years older than he is. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Weber Kettle Grill is the archetype charcoal grill. A Weber gas grill fires up fast. The big green egg can roast the chicken. And a Traeger wood fire pellet grill can smoke an entire pork butt. Rocky's is your grilling destination. All the grills, all the grilling gear. Go to your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware right now and find out more. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and Loverboy on Rock 102. Loverboy touring with Sticks and REO, by the way. They'll be all over the U.S., including at Saratoga Springs, August 17th, and then Mansfield, Massachusetts, the Xfinity Center, August 19th. Uh, does Mike Reno still wear the uh, the sweatbands on his hands and around his head? And maybe the uh, red leather outfit, although probably a little larger now. How I many think. how many cows would have to die to fit Mike Reno today for those leather pants? I'm not sure, but I do know that Judas Priest performed without their signature leather earlier this week in Berlin. Well, no, that's, good. that's quite a change. I know you've talked to Rob Halford before, right? A couple of times, yeah. Yep. Very cool guy. No leather. Him no and, studs. No, no, he doesn't. Listen, the last time I interviewed him was on a, on a, on a Zoom call, right? Mm-hmm. First time was over the phone. Mm-hmm. Second time was on a, on a Zoom call. Uh, he was wearing a leather jacket and his sunglasses because, you know, that's... He's Rob freaking Halford. Right. Like it, you, you would never expect that guy to be wearing like a... You know, like uh, like breakaway sweatpants, like a tracksuit. You wouldn't, yeah. uh, you would never, you would never see that. Dressed very casually in Berlin yeah. earlier this week for a concert. By the way, I told you that uh, when I did talk to Rob Rob Halford at the yeah. end of the uh, the interview, and you can you can hear it on the Baxter's Musical Podcast. Mm-hmm. He says, "Hey, you're looking good." I got that from Rob Halford, and you weren't wearing leather. I was not. I was. I was. I was kind of that. I was like a. It was like a casual Tuesday for me. Nice. W- were you looking good? <laughs> Damn right, I was. When isn't but was he just good? saying you were looking good just to just when, to be nice to you? When Rob Halford tells another dude that he's looking good, you take that as a compliment. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, baby. And I do. Yeah. Uh, hey, a couple of a couple of things going on uh, throughout the area uh, tomorrow. Uh, or I'm sorry, on Sunday. This is Sunday. Sunday. This one. Uh, this is a. It's a. It's a car and bike show. Uh, to support uh, this Gio Gonzalez, who was a construction worker, he lost his arm in a construction accident. Mm. And uh, they're having a, a car and bike show on uh, 151 Capitol Drive in West Springfield this Sunday. And it starts at 11 a.m. and it probably goes until about 5 or so. So there's got raffles and all that stuff. So that's going to uh, support uh, that family. And, uh, and then I got a comedy show tonight. Wow. Uh, over in Ludlow. Where? Where? Where in Lolo? It is at the Lusitano Club. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's a dangerous, dangerous place. It's and, great. I used to play soccer and, games there back in college, by the way. And I'm not talking about, it's not a dangerous place to go to. It's just a dangerous place to be in with all of that uh, espresso and whatever that Portuguese, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> shots of... Yeah, of whatever the hell that stuff is, yeah, and no, uh, listen, I, you get, I get uh, nice and uh, get nice and liquored up. And, oh, uh, I know, I know. But uh, this is a, it's a, it's a veterans uh, fundraiser. Comedian Jess Miller's going to be on the show. She's the one. She's that, funny. She's very funny. Uh, Lynette Palladino. 
Uh, she's comedian. She's uh, you know HBO and things like that. Right. And then, uh, and then this guy named Chris Zito. I'm not aware of his work. Well, I think the only, I, this is this this will be the second week I'm in the same room with this guy, hmm. and I'm figuring out th- he must just need to be funny. That's why I'm there. <laughs> Really? That bad? Well, huh? you can't. Yeah, this guy can't be funny without uh, another funny person in the right, room. So, right. Uh, and he's, yeah. he's, he doesn't normally have that opportunity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so there you go. So it's a, that's so that's not Lusitano Stadium. Right. You're, you're talking well, like right across the street. Right. Right. Yeah. Across, yeah because but the club is across the street. Yeah. yeah. Well, when we played soccer games in the stadium, then after the game, we'd go over and party at the club. Now, did you get drunk on uh, on Portuguese liquors? It's funny. I'm looking at some of the top. Portuguese liquors here. One of them comes in a bottle shaped like a woman's high heel. It's called Ginjinha. I, you're I've probably never... mispronouncing it, too. Oh, I'm because, sure I am. Uh, I yeah. have no idea how to pronounce things in Portuguese. Yeah. I just know uh, that all those words they say just mean really, really drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they do Listen, look, I've, yeah. Had, I've had my days where I had way too much Matus after eating a, a hey. Bafana of four. The, uh, those uh, dinners, we've talked about those before. I've been to those dinners that they have. Oh um, yes, uh, my late wife's friends uh, would would invite us to these dinners, and it was like seventy five bucks a ticket, mm-hmm. and it was like eat and drink all you want, and it was just this. There was it was just food and booze and food and booze mm-hmm. and talk about soccer yep. and then food and booze and, and the then end, a goat being auctioned off and, and then the, food and, and at, booze. And at the end of the night yeah. you bring your mother and grandmother home. I don't even remember getting home from some of those places. That's we had the well, point. We had, this, is, this is the thing. Uh, my Portuguese family will uh, will be happy to tell you that that is just the Portuguese way. It's yeah. always about the food. It's mm-hmm. always about Yo, the salted cod. It's yeah. always about the pork and clams. And, and, oh my and, god, and so I'm wonderful. Ha- and I'm hacking, uh, you know, the the traditional. I don't. I don't really understand what some of these things are for. Yeah. It has something to do. Some of them have to do with soccer. Some of them just. I don't know what. I don't know what they're all about. But they're a good damn time. That's all I know. Oh hell yeah. That's all you need to know. And they got that uh, music that sounds like a goat being murdered. And then uh, you dance around to that. Is that and a good you, thing? And then you keep shoving. Other, they have this family style plates of stuff that come out, and oh, you're yeah. just passing it around. Those potatoes, those potatoes, those potatoes. I love those potatoes. Mm-hmm. Por- the Portuguese are the only culture in the world, and I respect them for this. They don't have. They, they you cannot have a meal that doesn't have potatoes. And rice on the same plate. Oh, why you, not? You can't have one or out without the other. It is a necessity. Got it. Never, never can understarch. By the way, can you can't. Only, right? We we are a very starched filled culture. The Portuguese. Mm-hmm. We really are. I just don't understand how they keep, how people keep eating. Like I, I was getting full after the first round, mm-hmm. and then you know, then dinner comes out. And then a snack comes out, and then something else comes out. There's like something every hour. There was. What, a, what do you see? What comes out about seven or eight hours later? Oh, I believe, believe me. Oh, you, don't you? Yeah. Don't you forget it? You go and play soccer in between. You burn off some of the calories. That's what you do. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the first time I went to to Festa in Ludlow, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been to my you know, my share of Portuguese festivals. Oh, the event you stole away from me. Go ahead. No, no, no. It was mm-hmm. an event that I had initially. It somehow yeah. came out of my hands and, and fell back wow. into my. Uh, I'm gonna have to separate the two of you. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. But it's now my event, and I'm never giving it up. Yes. Anyway, it's uh, like the Halloween bash. It's you know it's a the fest is wonderful. 
and, and it's a, it's a great time. They bring in terrific bands. But you know, to me, the whole uh, appeal of Festus, walking around, watching all the dudes trying to sell soccer shirts, mm-hmm. all the uh, the young men who you know have, have taken their mom out of the uh, out of the home for the day to bring them, uh, you know, to show them right. a nice day. The young guys who've eaten too much rice and potatoes, and then it's the food. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately the food. That's yeah. what always does it to me. It's like mm-hmm. uh, you know, like if I got a chance to go eat at a Portuguese restaurant or the pork and clams, I'm getting it. I don't care what anybody says. It's the greatest thing ever. And I know last year you got to introduce an ACDC uh, knockoff band, I think, right, at Festa? Well, they are not a knockoff band. That's uh, Back in Black. That mm-hmm. is a very, very good band. I yep. introduced them. I introduced the, uh, what was the, uh, the Great Escape? The Great Escape. Journey. Uh, last year it was uh, Trailer Trash, mm-hmm. which, was, uh, which was good. That came after only a few months of them asking me if I was willing to... F- sit in and play drums uh, one night when the drummer uh, you know fell ill and I, I had to say uh, no <laughs> although I wanted to I felt no nah, I'm, I'm way out of out of practice yeah especially in a in, in a in a situation like that because you can easily have a hundred you know, like a thousand people at those shows you know on a, on a Friday Saturday night well they were willing to ruin their own reputation by having you drum you should have complied well, I would have I would have destroyed that band in a single night <laughs> would have destroyed by destroy them. you don't mean good no not not okay. I mean I've played with them before I think oh. I, and I've I, like once or twice mm-hmm. but if you're asking me to do like a whole show right like a whole gig I, I don't think I've done a whole gig in 30 years so I I don't know if I've got the uh, the physical stamina to keep that up it's kind of like like uh, you. You don't do comedy all that much, but when yeah. you do, you must you must come off the uh, off the stage exhausted while you know, all those groupies throw themselves at your feet. Uh, I guess you would call that Vietnam vet a groupie. Okay, but he loved your show. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. And, and you're also covering for the other uh, less talented comedians, as you were saying. No, I think I'm the least, <laughs> the least talented comedian uh, at these shows. Uh, these pe- the, the the shows that I get on these people are very talented, yeah, and uh, yeah. you know it was last week we did the it was Jonathan Kite. I did that yeah, show. We right. had, we had interviewed at him. Tacoa, right? Yeah, he wanted to know who the guy was that uh, steamrolled him in the middle of the interview, asking him for an ID for the show. Did he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was very happy about that. Uh, but uh, that was me, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, I think we all me. we all know. I let him know it was you, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like and uh, you know, Chris Z- Chris Zito is a very funny guy. He's yeah, a real he, funny yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a, there was a couple other people there. It, it was a, it was a good show. Like it's, uh, I I feel inadequate because I don't do this as much anymore. Years ago, before I got married and had kids, I was doing right. the funny bone every week. I was going down there doing five shows a week. And that that's how you get good at it. Yeah, you, you, you're pre- practicing and you keep writing and you do all this stuff. And when you don't do it, you yeah. feel like you know your 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 comedy muscles yeah. begin to atrophy. And then because uh, you you're not funny any other time, to be quite honest with you. No. And then uh, you know, then I got married, and there was kids and. Uh, some legal issues that prevented me from driving past a certain time of the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> or leaving state <laughs> lines, or, 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 yeah, crossing over state lines without permission from a 
parole officer. Steve uh, will be performing pre-noon comedy shows <laughs> yeah. only. Yeah, yeah, we can only do. <laughs> That's right. You can you can do the uh, the old age circuit. Yeah, Steve Nagel at Wingate this afternoon from <laughs> two to four over in Wilbraham. But hey, uh, where, where are you from? But uh, I don't know. You know, uh, uh, it's my hometown. I, I, I'm happy that people ask me to, to to do this, and I and I and I I don't have that much material, so I cut it down to about ten minutes or so, and then you know yeah. that's the end of it. So, but that's a good but that's a good lineup for it's tonight. Yeah, it's tonight over at the uh, Lusitano Club. That's a that, you know, seven thirty. Nice. You, you Zito, Jess Miller, and who's the other one? Uh, Lynette Palladino, awesome. which I have not seen, but I've heard some really good things about her. Very so, good. Yeah. We'll have fun tonight. Thank you. It's uh, seven twenty-three. <laughs> We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. It's seven twenty-eight, and the Who on Rock One Hundred Two. Hey, it's uh, Stephen, Dave, because Bax is out for a little bit of a medical reason with his. Uh, you know his family, so uh, he'll be back at it. Well, you don't have to violate HIPAA violations by well, mentioning say, where he uh, is. I didn't say anything specific. Uh, I thought know. he was, uh, you know, uh, feeding baloney to the Smurfs in the bathroom upstairs. Is that that's some? I thought he is that doing. some sort of sexual euphemism or not? Because uh, I, I, I never know with you. I don't know if it's that's you know one of those. You can uh, you can always bet that it probably is. Okay. Yeah. 729 on back Steve and Dave and the weather for today highs in the low 80s pretty much the same all weekend long we got some rain that's going to dissipate this morning there was a bad situation at an amusement park in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. apparently riders left suspended upside down in the air due to a mid ride malfunction at Kennywood Park in Pennsylvania the Aero 360 ride malfunctioned And riders were stranded upside down for a short time. The ride is now closed while a review is being conducted. That would suck. Yeah. I would uh, not want to be in that situation. I'm a big fan of roller coasters, too. I don't like them. You don't like them? No. It's funny. I don't like being confined in those, the little, you know, cabins that you ride in. I don't mind the ones where your legs are dangling. For some reason, I feel like I could escape if I had to. I could jump. I could get out. Whereas I don't like being confined. I think it's something about the claustrophobia combined with the speed. Mm, yeah, I, I I prefer to have the uh, the chest uh, brace, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing the sure. loop-the-loops. Yeah. The old style uh, roller coasters, I'm not that big. You know, the old wooden ones yeah. with the, you know, and, and <laughs> you, like you said, you're not strapped in. It, right. You're just, you just got this little tiny bar holding you down. Well, and they look like they're put together with matchsticks because right. the, the, the wood mm-hmm. is creaky, it's old, and you could think, you could easily imagine the malfunction going on there. Damn. Yeah. So uh, you're not going to be able to go to Kennywood Park and ride the Aero 360 <sighs> anytime just, soon. just bought season passes for Kennywood Park. I gave up Six Flags this Did year. You? To go get Kennywood Park tickets. Wow. Damn it! And now the roller coaster's closed. 731 News is next on Rock 102. It's 733 at Rock 102, and it's time for news, and it is uh, brought to you by Yankee Home. Mention Rock 102 and save $2,500 on the cost of labor during Yankee Home's Thank You America sale. Going on now through July 4th, call Yankee Home and mention Rock 102 all month long. Here with the news is Dave Coombs. So the Mass Mutual Center will be home to a couple of playoff games this weekend for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Last night, it was home to the graduation ceremonies for Springfield Tech College. 795 kids 
to be adults receiving their diplomas in front of guest speaker Linda Martinez Alvarez, the recently retired assistant superintendent of Springfield Public Schools, considered to be quite a victory for Springfield Tech because these this set of graduates graduating and studying under very adverse circumstances, what with COVID nineteen and the mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah, a lot of these uh, a lot of these high schools uh, with these kids graduating mm-hmm. have spent the last two years struggling to find different ways to learn, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the, I think I just saw the article for Westfield Technical Academy. Yes. It's like, you know, you're, you have a tech school that mm-hmm. you have to have hands-on experience right. with. And uh, for a while there, they didn't have any of that. And then you got to play catch up and all that stuff to to, to get that degree. Yeah. And uh, good for them. Oh, and good luck. And to the kids, not only from Westfield Tech, but Springfield Tech as well. Mm-hmm. We need these kinds of people working in our environment and our communities. Meantime, Springfield Union Station receiving a federal grant of $1.75 million for rail infrastructure track improvements. This according to the U.S. Department of Transportation that made the announcement yesterday. The project for Springfield Union Station will develop preliminary engineering and environmental clearances for track, signal, and infrastructure improvements. Coinciding with this, in Enfield, Connecticut, a station project there got $14 million for improvements. That track and that station would be right next door to my apartment building, Steve, in Enfield. So, well, look at that. You can take the train right up to Springfield and then uh, take your bike from the train station to here. Yeah, or I could get uh, the train and hop it in Enfield and go south toward Hartford or uh, New Haven. Oh, or, you don't want to go any further south than Hartford. Okay. Well, what, what if I want to go to New Haven, though? I could do that, right? There's nothing good in New Haven, Dave. No? I, well, I don't All know. the action is Enfield North. Pe- Pepe's Pizza's in New Haven, man. Oh, Pepe's Pizza. You Frank can make Pepe's. A, you can make a better pizza. There's better pizza over at Leone's. All right. I haven't tried that yet. I'm going to put that on my list. Sad news from the UMass community. A 19-year-old student athlete and a member of the men's lacrosse team has passed away. Aiden Kaminska, a communications major from Long Island on Port Jefferson, New York, was a Colonial Athletic Association all-rookie team member this year. According to a statement released by UMass Athletics, the sophomore midfielder dying early, excuse me, earlier this week, the university not saying how he passed away, and the family saying his death was under, quote, unexpected circumstances. Our sympathies go out to everyone involved there. Mm. A Boston woman will spend 90 days in prison after she admitted to a scheme to exchange merchandise purchased at Gucci and other high-end stores for similar-looking but lower-cost items from retailers like TJ Maxx. Tamara Katunseva, a 64-year-old from West Roxbury, had bought expensive items from pricey stores, then sold them on eBay, and then she would simultaneously purchase similar items from other stores like TJ Maxx at more affordable prices. She'd then return them to the high-end retailers for full refunds. This is how it worked. In one instance, she bought a $399 pink Gucci scarf, posted it for sale on her eBay page, Days later, she returned a different, less expensive non-Gucci scarf, which now bore the same barcode to the store for a refund. 
All right. She was doing this for like two or three years with jewelry and clothing and handbags and all sorts of other items before she got caught. The most surprising thing about this is that it took her that long to get caught. Right. Because you would think that the high-end store like the Gucci or the ones would be able to authenticate the product that they were selling at that high price. Good like, point, right? The, the, uh, you know, uh, the... I, I believe those things are handmade. I, like a lot of them are are, are, are are handcrafted, you know, the ones that cost so much money. Like the Gucci handbags, for instance. Gucci's or uh, Scarves, Gulchi and Dabana whatever. or yeah. whatever the hell it is. Right. Uh, you know, that stuff is like handmade, whereas the secondhand stuff is probably made in a sweatshop in Malaysia somewhere, mm-hmm. but has the name brand right. on it. But you would think that the Gucci store or whatever high-end store that she was returning this to would say, hey, you know what? Uh, this isn't the authentic piece. Right. It just seems weird that it took that long for them to kind of figure it out. I agree with you because they have like online detectives yeah. whose sole job it is to pay attention to these kind of transactions and crack down. Yeah. So, yeah, it is kind of amazing. I went a few years ago with my now ex-wife. I took her daughters to a shopping excursion in Chinatown in New York City where they wanted to buy some knockoff handbags. Yeah. And apparently what they do in Chinatown is you walk into these kind of makeshift stores, and if you want to, you walk into the store, and then they'll lure you behind the curtain and behind a door into a back room Yeah, yeah, yeah. where yeah. they sell you these knockoff handbags. Yeah. And apparently it works, and they look pretty authentic. Remember years ago, I was probably... Uh, Seven years old, and my dad, and I'm the I'm the youngest of five. So mm-hmm. there's eight years between my brother and myself. And my brother uh, expressed an interest in getting fireworks, right? mm-hmm. and we lived in New Jersey, so it wasn't a big deal to drive into New York City. Sure, and uh, he wanted fireworks. So my father said, "Hey, you know what? This is a good opportunity to take the family into New York City," and uh, he took one of my sisters. And uh, myself and mm-hmm. my mom and my brother mm-hmm. and we all drove in and we had uh, we had dinner at the Cattleman Restaurant, which was uh, one of these famous used to be one of these famous steakhouses where they all they dress like they're from the old west and uh. you're like in a saloon and then you know my dad orders the steak and they bring out the whole side of beef to tell him which you know to make him pick which one he wants and combining the best elements of yeah. restauranting and Broadway yeah, yeah. and then uh, you know in a, in a in a great move. Uh, to uh, scare the living bejesus out of the rest of his family, my dad takes us to Chinatown so my brother can go find fireworks mm-hmm. and then uh, pretty much leaves us on the side of the street while he goes into some back room like you're just talking about. Right. Uh, you know, hey, you come in here. You know, yes, we sell ramen and all this other Asian stuff here in this part. Legitimate of the store. stuff, yeah. You want fireworks? Yeah. You come in the back, right? And then they walked. He said they walked up this little uh, thing. Now, meanwhile, uh, my mother and my sister and myself are just standing there in the middle right. of Chinatown at like ten o'clock at night on a Saturday, yeah. going, "What the hell? Like, uh, are we going to get murdered here?" You know, this was the '80s in New York City. It wasn't a very safe place then. Well, similar so, to the Gucci knockoff handbag story yeah. that we did a few, couple of minutes ago, 
if this is well-known information to consumers like yeah. you and me and your dad at one point that yeah. there are back rooms, how come this stuff isn't cracked down upon by the city officials in Manhattan? Well, it probably is, but there are so many of them, yeah. and you're talking about you know the, the population of New York City, and you don't have enough people to regulate all that stuff and going around and having inspectors. But mm-hmm. the, the, you, every once in a while, you'll see somebody... Get busted for selling knockoff this or knockoff or the movies on the side of the street with right. the, the shaky cameras. Mm-hmm. It does happen. Construction for the new food bank of Western Mass officially kicked off yesterday. It's a project that had faced pushback from some area residents. The food bank moving its headquarters from Hatfield to the city of Chicopee in an effort to expand after more than one million pounds of food donations had to be turned away. Due to a lack of storage, this happened over the past three and a half years. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, followed by inflation causing food prices to skyrocket, the Food Bank of Western Mass is seeing an increase in demand, so thus the move from Hatfield to the city of Chicopee for some larger headquarters. Turned away doesn't mean thrown away. They just put the food into other food banks that needed it. All right, well... So it's not just... I mean, I think on the surface, it just sounds like with the way the headline mm-hmm. is written, sure. that, that, that it's written as if this food was thrown away. Mm-hmm. People got that food. It's not like it went to waste. It just wasn't able to be processed at this particular facility. Well, as long as somebody benefits from it. As long as we're talking about food, a 26-year-old guy in the town of Trout Run, Pennsylvania, calling cops last month after somebody broke into his apartment and stole pierogies. That's it. They took a five-pound bag of Mrs. T's pierogies out of the freezer and left. Police are left trying to track down whoever did it. The five-pound bag with 60 pierogies inside, the police report lists the value as 10 bucks. And whoever stole them also did $10 worth of damage to the drywall in this guy's kitchen. So that's 20 bucks total. Yeah. Police say the investigation is ongoing. You couldn't uh, couldn't leave it alone at uh, just the pierogies. You I know. had to damage something on the way out. Right. That's no. a, uh, they, just take the pierogies. You know. Yeah. Just take them and leave. You don't have to destroy anything. Yeah. And well, by the way, uh, I wouldn't be stealing Mrs. T's pierogies. Now, if you walked into somebody's house and they had Bernat's pierogies out of Chickabee, okay. Oh man, those are like absolutely delicious. Well, the street value of the Mrs. T is about ten bucks. What would the street value of these be? They'd probably be actually. They'd probably be a little bit cheaper. Really? I can't remember. But uh, better, you're saying? Yeah, I All can't right. remember. Uh, you know what the uh, the prices are on, right. on those, but it's a uh, it's a reasonable price, and it's locally and homemade, Good. as opposed to Mrs. T, who's not there. There's not even a Mrs. T around. It's just some dude. Putting stuff into a vat, yeah. packaging them up, and sending them out to the grocery store. A cheap Mr. T knockoff with Mrs. T instead. You go to Bernat's, it's like uh, it's like going to Poland over there. You got authentic people making all, the, right. all the stuff. It's delicious. Pierogi's worth stealing, in other Absolutely. words. Absolutely. Coming up next, and now hear this. We've got sound from the Scripps National Spelling Bee, and also something coinciding with today's National Donut Day. You'll find this one interesting as well. Stay tuned. It's coming up on Rock 102. EJS Roofing and Contractor. All your... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 7.51 and 38 special on Rock 102. A little rain in the forecast for this morning. Should be dissipating pretty much by now or sometime in the near future. And heading up to highs in the mid-70s to low 80s for today. Pretty much through the weekend with lots of sunshine. So it's looking like a pretty good weekend on tap.
All right. Including your gig tonight, right, Steve? Uh, Yeah, yeah, tonight uh, over at the Lusitano Club in Ludlow. All right, right now. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. The 2022 Scripps National Spelling Bee came to an exciting conclusion yesterday. It ended in a spell-off between 14-year-old Harini Logan and a 12-year-old named Vikram Raju. Uh-huh. They each got 90 seconds to spell as many words as they possibly could. Here was the exciting finish. Hantish. H-O-T-T-I-S-H. Malbrook. M-A-L-B-R-O-U-C-K. Ornithorhynchus. O-R-N-I-T-H-O-R-H-Y-N-C-H-U-S. Nyandabai. N-A-N-D-U-B-A-Y. Morhen. M-O-O-R-H-E-N. Vikram, during the spell-off, you correctly spelled a total of 15 confirmed correct words. Harini, you correctly spelled a total of 21 confirmed So, Harini Logan, the winner of the 2022 Scripps National Spelling Bee. She's 14. She sounded like she was 37, if you heard the earlier portion of the clip there. Well, you know, along with intelligence comes uh, probably a level of maturity right? that uh, most of the kids her age don't have. Well, yeah, in, in some ways, but mm-hmm. then homeschooled probably robbed her of some social security in other ways, you would think. But congratulations, nonetheless, to Harini Logan. Yeah, homeschool kids are weird. Mm. They some, can be. They can well, be. Well, because you're not getting that social interaction right. with the other kids. That's what I'm saying. A lot of these spelling bee kids are homeschooled. Don't know if that's the case with her. She sounded very mature. Matthew Morrison in clip number two, former star of Glee and also the former judge on So You Think You Can Dance, was fired from his job earlier this week because of a text that he sent to one of the female dancing contestants. Here's Matthew Morrison saying he didn't do anything wrong. It's really unfortunate that I have to sit here and defend myself and my family against blatantly untrue statements made anonymously, but I have nothing to hide. So in the interest of transparency, I will read to you the one message that I wrote to a dancer on the show. Hey, it's Matthew. If you don't mind, would love to get your number and talk you through some things. The end. I sent this because this dancer and I both share a mutual respect for a choreographer that I've known for over 20 years, and I was trying to help her get a job as a choreographer on the show. (sighs) It's devastating that we live in this world where gossip rules and people's lives are being thrown around as clickbait. I think this is much bigger than me and this story. Gossip is toxic and it is destroying our society. Matthew Morrison, out as a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. I agree with him. Uh, It it sounds like that was completely taken out of context. It it does, although if you're going to send a text message to an underage dancer who's of another gender, and it might be misconstrued, maybe you ought to say that in the text, not just, hey, can I have your number, but then maybe he also should have added in the text message, because I want to help you get a job. I guess. I just uh, I just find it odd that, uh, you know, something like that blew up like that. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Gossip is destroying the... I mean, look at how 
much interest we had in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial for crying out loud. You know, actually, I say blew up like that. I didn't even hear about it until you just mentioned it. So, mm-hmm. well, we did mention it. I mean, maybe I think you might have been taking the kids on the field trip to Plymouth Rock the day we talked uh, about. yes, Matthew yes, Morrison yes. getting fired from his job as a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. So now he's firing back. And last night on the Jimmy Fallon show, he welcomed a special guest who talked about. One of her first jobs. We'll see if you can pick up who this guest is, Steve. Your first job was at Dunkin' Donuts, and you were fired. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was one of the first jobs I had working when I moved to Manhattan, and I did get fired because I was playing with the jelly squirter. What do you think? Um, I have no idea. That's Madonna. That's Madonna? Yes. Why does she sound like a normal person? I, Usually we, she has an English accent, or she's uh, swearing, or... Uh, yeah. Uh, letting her roast beef flap in the wind. I know, right? Uh, no, the cone bra wasn't even on display. I right, mean, pff, yeah. who knows? But uh, playing with the jelly squirter. I mean, if there's any artist that's going to be playing with the jelly squirter, it's probably Madonna. Maybe that's how she got the idea for her bleeding hands in the uh, Like a Prayer video. Yeah, could be. Could be. Dunkin' Donuts, proud sponsor. Of the Back Stephen Dave show on Rock 102. Yeah, I'm not sure they want to be associated. Well, hey, it's just the news. We're yeah. just reporting the news. And now hear this on Rock 102. Coming up next, we've got the 102-second sports. And then about 810, Boston Globe writer, um, my God, <laughs> I've forgotten. Billy Betts. <laughs> Him. I don't know. <laughs> we well, have a guy who writes a lot of sports stories, and uh, he's coming up at 810. I've never even heard of him. Apparently, you have uh, up until 30 seconds ago. Bob Ryan. Bob Ryan. (laughs) Joining us on Rock 102. Straight ahead. Stick with us. Live in concert. Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. On the next Live in Concert, we hear Def Leppard recorded live in 2016. Plus, we'll also hear classic live sets from Queensryche, Alice in Chains, and ACDC. Don't miss the next Live in Concert, Saturday night at 9. Presented by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse Ludlow on Rock 102. McKinstry's Market Garden, where our motto is picked fresh daily. McKinstry's is now open year-round for fresh, locally grown produce. We're not just a market garden, we're so much more. Homemade breads, pies, and muffins. And my favorite, apple cinnamon donuts that will make your mouth water. Don't forget local milk, fresh eggs, and homemade pickles. McKinstry's Market Garden, the freshest, locally grown fruits and vegetables. Come on down and see us at 753 Montgomery Street, Chicopee. Goodwin Park Golf Course in Hartford offers two courses that will challenge golfers of all levels. The South Course offers 18 holes of championship golf. Meantime, the North Course offers the flat nine. Narrow fairways will test your tee and wedge game. Goodwin Park is just a short drive south of Hartford. Golf at this course, along with 11 other local golf courses, for just $199. It's the Rock 102 Golf Club, presented by Swing Oil Beer Company. 12 rounds of golf for just $199. For details and to purchase, go to rock102.com.
On Saturday, June 18th, at the Belchertown High School, there will be a fundraising Pinewood Derby car race for the Society for Prevention of Teen Suicide in memory of Aaron Twining. A Pinewood Derby involves a small Pinewood block you make into a car in any shape that meets the racing rules, or bring a Pinewood Derby car you've made in the past. Enjoy the many free children's activities, food for purchase by the Belchertown Lions Club, super raffle tables, and much more. For details or to enter the race, join Aaron's Race 01007 Facebook page. A Springfield Rocks Radio Group, Springfield's Classic Rock. Alexa, play Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8 o'clock on Rock 102. We have some rain dissipating in the area this morning, giving way to sunshine for most of the weekend. Highs between the mid-70s and the low 80s, depending on where you are. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Celtics got the jump on Golden State Game 1 of the NBA Finals last night. Celtics fell way behind and then came from behind to beat the Warriors 120-108. to Boston going on a 20-2 run during the fourth quarter of that game. Game 2 coming up on Sunday. Game 3 back in Boston on Wednesday. Bob Ryan. Legendary writer for the Boston Globe will join us to talk about all this coming up in about 10 minutes or so. And by the way, for Game 2 and for the rest of the series, you can catch the Celtics on our sister station, Laser 98.5, brought to you by Berkshire Heating and Air Conditioning. In In hockey... Springfield Thunderbirds hosting the Laval Rocket tomorrow and Sunday at the Mass Mutual Center as the AHL playoffs continue. And we have uh, tickets to give away to that uh, game coming up in just a bit on Rock 102. In NHL play overnight, Colorado beat Edmonton 4-0. The Avalanche up 2-zip in that series. In baseball, the Red Sox off yesterday in Oakland tonight to take on the A's. Elsewhere in big league ball, it was the Dodgers over the Mets 2-zip. And the Yankees beat the Angels 6-1. Nestor Cortez with the win on the mound for the Yankees. He was the subject of a little bit of controversy earlier this week as Minnesota Twins broadcaster Jim Cott referred to Cortez as, quote, Nestor the Molester during a broadcast. Cott has apologized. Nestor Cortez, who's known as Nasty Nestor, saying he wasn't offended by the whole thing anyway. In golf at the Memorial in Ohio, six guys shooting five under 67 to take the first round lead, included among them Davis Riley from the U.S. and Cameron Smith from Australia. Hideki Matsuyama was disqualified for using a non-conforming club. Here's PGA official Steve Rintoul. The white paint you see on the face there, uh, rule 4A3 in the, within the equipment rules speaks to applying a substance to the face that could unduly affect you know, the, the uh, performance of a ball, the flight, the spin, and back into the rules of golf, a player is disqualified if he uses a non-conforming club. And the non-conforming club was a three-wood that had some sort of, like, white paint on the face of it. Can't do that, apparently, in golf, where there are too many rules. In football, Fitzmagic is done. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Harvard grad who quarterbacked St. Louis, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tennessee, Houston, New York, Tampa Bay, Miami, and Washington over 17 seasons in the NFL, has finally called it quits. 
That's it for your 102 second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, backs with more on the Celtics straight ahead on Rock 102. Like cleaning out your closet. Sticks on the Max Steve and Dave show on Rock 102. And Bob Ryan from the Boston Globe joins us right now to talk a little Celtics basketball. And Bob, officially, I know you're you're semi-retired, right? What does that mean exactly? Retirement is a technical term <laughs> that means, no, really, it means that you do not have a full-time employer. Uh, I retired on August 12, 2012, after 44 years at the Boston Globe. I do not have a boss. I don't, everything I do is voluntary. Uh, uh, so that's the, but well, I do have a few things left. I still work um, on ESPN on the show called Around the Horn. Sure. Every other week, I'll mm-hmm. be on uh, next Wednesday. I write every other Sunday for the Boston Globe. And uh, I've had various podcasts. Uh, I, I'm involved in one with um, Jeff Goodman and Gary Tangway for basketball. So I have three basic things I do periodically. I call it good busy. Believe me, it's not overwhelming. <laughs> and uh, one of your jobs to watch hoops, obviously, for many, many years, including last night's win. Now, I was saying right before we went on that my alarm goes off at 345 every morning. So I gave up on the Celtics <laughs> last night. You probably watched the whole thing with an exciting finish, right? Of course, uh, I had no reason not to, and and it was very rewarding. They they got hot, uh, ridiculously hot, uh, and made uh, you know an, an inordinate amount of three pointers, and and they came back and won the game. Uh, that's the nature of of the NBA now. One of the, you can have these these large comebacks in not exclusively because of the three, but in large measure. The three uh, does enable you to, to get back in teams very quickly, which they did last night. You know, it's similar to me compared to like the home run binge in baseball. I, I hate the fact that games are decided by home runs and there's a lack of triples and defense and things like that. Is that what's going on in the NBA now too? Or can the Celtics win games in other fashion besides the three Well, they're going to have to. It's interesting. This, this mirrors, if you recall, in the first game of the Milwaukee series, they made an inordinate amount of threes and, and, uh, and then they lost game two. And, and, and I said, they have to find a new formula, and the new formula then was Al Horford went off <laughs> for 30 points yep. and almost an out-of-body experience. So that was a new way to win, and then they finally found that they went back to the playing A in Game 7 when they made 22 threes. Uh, it, but they're not going to win every game shooting uh, as well as they did last night. They were 21 for 41 from the three-point uh, uh, line. Interesting, just so you know how dominant the three has become. It's the currency in basketball. It's, it's, I call it the hostile takeover of the three. There were 173 shots attempted by the two teams last night, 86 twos and 87 threes. That's, uh, if someone told you that 20 years ago, you'd, you'd say, no, science fiction, not going to happen. The, the three was a part of the game. Now the three almost is the game. Uh, there wasn't one time last night on either side that someone uh, threw a ball into somebody close to the basket with his back to the basket trying to ask him to score. We used to call that post-play. Mm-hmm. That is non-existent now. How do you compare this Celtics team to Celtics teams from the past that used to pass the ball a lot and win games with defense? Not that this Celtics team doesn't play good defense, but how does it compare with some of the greater Celtics teams you've watched over the years? Well, that's, they have to, to, get on in the, to get in the final discussion. They have to win a championship. Mm-hmm. They have to join the four other groups who have won championships. Uh, you mentioned passing. Uh, they had 33 assists on 43 baskets last night. That, you're not going to ask anybody to do more than that. That's 75%. Uh, no Celtic team in history had any better. I mean, the best passing team was the 85-86 team. And I, I wonder how many nights they had a, a 75% uh, assist-basket ratio. Uh, they moved the ball very well. That is a big thing. Uh, there wasn't isolation 
in basketball. It was moving the basketball. And uh, that, that, that was uh, very exemplary. And, of course, their defense is noted. They, they have uh, the defensive, every defensive metric tells you that since the beginning of middle of January, they've been the best team in the league. Uh, they used to be the most successful team, I'll put it that way. <coughs> if they're going to be the best team, they have to win this series. <laughs> Talking to Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe on Rock 102, and it seems to be a good time to bring up statistics since you were just talking about the assists. Jalen Brown had four turnovers last night. A buddy of mine wanted me to ask you what you think of Jalen Brown's handle, in essence. <laughs> it's inadequate. And and oh, excuse me, I'm, oh, it's inadequate, and and I don't know how he's gotten this far and been as successful uh, with that so-called handle. People don't know handle means the handling the basketball. He when he travels in the traffic, it it uh, it's, it's a nightmare. Often, uh, I, I you know it, it's a problem. It's it's the big flaw in his game, and it is a concern. He just had to cut down those situations because, uh, you know, he just isn't very successful at going into traffic. He's very good in the open floor. He's an he's a outstanding finisher, and he's highly ambidextrous, as is uh, uh, Tatum. Uh, although, you know, professionals are supposed to be able to hand, use their offhand, but these guys have developed it to a really large degree. It's a, they're, they're very skillful with their left hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he does have problems dribbling in traffic, yes. Hey, uh, Bob, this is uh, Steve Nagel, and uh, my question for you is, uh, did you, have you seen the that HBO series Winning Time about the start of the L.A. Lakers dynasty? I expounded upon this in print back in April, and uh, my basic, I'll, I'll, I'll just go this way. After I watched episode one, I, I had three thoughts. The first thought was, uh, my God, they've reduced everybody to human cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> the, second, the second thought was, uh, what did Jerry West ever do to Adam McKay, the producer, to allow him to portray Jerry West in such a ridiculously unflattering light. And number three, if I were Jerry West, I would have three words for Adam McKay, see my lawyer. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That's what he did. This is a utterly reprehensible tr- piece of trash that if anybody thinks bears any major reason, here's the one thing that I will say was accurate. They, the round object that they threw into the, through the orange ring was a basketball. So I'll give them that. They got that right. Uh, other than that, uh, the portrayal of West, it was criminal. The portrayal of uh, Paul Westhead was criminal. The, the portrayal of Jerry Buss uh, was, was laughable. Uh, it, it, does anybody honestly what? think that a buffoon such as that would have actually have been a, uh, found a way to become a multimillionaire and buy a basketball team? No. Does anybody I, think that if anybody were as bad as Jerry West was, that anybody would hire him to run that basketball team? No. It, it's a piece of crap. I, w- I was more curious about you know how how do you, how do you, how do you think Larry Bird was happy with how he was portrayed in that and because uh, they kind of made him out to be this like profane and grumpy competitive jerk which I guess he kind of was but he was no he wasn't never like that yeah he, he wasn't like, like as that. he was the portrayed very first, the time he's on screen he's spitting. Uh, uh, a, a chaw in, in, into uh, you know a beer can or something. It, it, it's I mean it's just a typical example of of, of, of how awful this thing is. It's it's atrocious. Um, the only person I mean I know most of these people to some degree. You know I mm-hmm. was around them. I certainly knew West. I knew Riley. Uh, uh, he doesn't. Who looks like a 1965 Sonny Bono by the way. <laughs> yes, I mean, <you> know. exactly. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I I knew. You know obviously um, the one person. That was semi-recognizable as the person that he is. It was Kareem, the guy Solomon Hughes 
did an excellent job of, of capturing the, the, the uh, duality of Kareem, which is a, aloof but highly sensitive and intelligent and, 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 and a great observer of the world around him. Uh, 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 he, he did a good – that is the one I'll give them. They got Kareem pretty accurately. Everything else is a fast. Talking to Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe on Rock 102, and as we forecast the rest of this series for the Celtics, a couple of questions. First of all, with regard to Brad Stevens, Bob, do do we now have to consider him a better GM than he would have been as a coach, or do you think with the development of the team that he would have gotten the same results as a coach had he remained on the bench? I think that he knew that it was time for a change, that his approach uh, had run, had gone as far as it was going to go. He's not going to alter his personality. He, he had, uh, you know, he, he's a, he, and and he got as far as he could with this group, and and he wisely uh, accepted whether he was said, uh, Brad, time to move on, or whether he thought maybe I should move, on, whatever it is. He accepted it, and he, and and, and that's good. That they, they got, Emi Adoka is a more forceful personality. Uh, he he held uh, the word that everybody uses, accountable. He's holding them a little more accountable than Brad did, and Brad. Uh, so far, as a, had an excellent year as a rookie general manager. First of all, he hired Adoka, which is very good. Secondly, uh, he uh, uh, brought back Al Horford, which we all shrugged our shoulders and said, "Why? What's the big point of that?" And of course, it's turned out to be a magnificent move. And thirdly, on draft on the trading deadline day, he he uh, made uh, the move to bring in uh, Derek White, and you saw the effects of that last night, and and bring back Daniel Tice and and get move from the roster, people who just weren't contributing at all, and, and, and helps also help reduce the payroll. Uh, so he's, he's doing a great job as a rookie general manager, and, and, and certainly everything has worked out the way everybody hoped it would so far. All right, now, for the prospects for another NBA championship in Boston, and specifically, I don't know if you saw this, there's an 18-year-old high school senior from Cape Cod who already got a tattoo on his arm reading Boston Celtics 2022 World Champions. What are the chances that there's a good outcome for that kid and for the Celtics in general? Yeah, well, uh, who was it that had uh, Winona Ryder tattooed on his arm and uh, I forget the first husband and that didn't work out so well. Uh, good luck to that. Uh, really, no. I just have to caution people. It's game one. I know I'm going to cite what I'm going to say sounds like ancient history, but in my mind it's quite fresh and revealing, and that's not the only time, but here's an example. In 1972, uh, the the Knicks ran all over the Lakers in game one of the finals. They lost the Knicks four. In 1973, the Lakers ran all over the Knicks in game one of the finals. The Knicks won the next four. Uh, it can, it, it's game one, and, and one thing we've learned is that there is absolutely no carryover and get from game to game. If we haven't learned that by these playoffs this year, you'll never will. And so uh, enjoy it. It, it. You bank it. You don't have to worry about winning it. You know, you don't have to win three instead of four. This isn't going to be a sweep, folks. I can tell you right now. It's going to minimum of six games, and, and it's just the beginning of, of what I hope is going to be an outstanding series. Bob, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. You're welcome, guys. Bye-bye. Bob, Bob Ryan from the Boston Globe on Rock 102. And uh, by the way, we're not done with sports stuff because we still have tickets to give away to the Springfield Thunderbirds coming up later this hour on Rock 102. GG Inc. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rockets 829 and Tom Petty on the Back Steve and Dave Show at Rock 102. And we are bringing you live performances from Rock and Roll's Greatest Artists uh, this Saturday night at 9 p.m. It's live in concert. Presented by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow, uh, tomorrow night's headliner is Def Leppard, along with performances by Queensryche, Allison Chains, and ACDC. 
You can listen at 9 for live in concerts, all from Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow, and of course, all your friends here at Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 829, we got news coming up next on Rock 102. Have you lost the only key to your car, home, or file cabinet? Call Serve You Locksmiths, and we'll make a key for that. Whether it's a lock in your home or business for your motorcycle or scooter, bubblegum machine, or Cessna airplane, even when all keys are lost, Serve You Locksmiths can make a key for that. Visit us at Serve You Locksmiths, 977 St. James Avenue, Springfield, or serveyoulocksmiths.com. Your Springfield Thunderbirds have made the AHL's Final Four. Come and cheer them on Saturday, June 4th for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Laval Rocket. Buck drop is set for 7.35. Arrive early for a block party at the Shops at Marketplace featuring the 12:20 band. Party runs from 5 to 7. Once inside, pick up a T-Birds poster souvenir and enjoy $2 domestic drafts and $2 sodas through the end of the first. Then come back Sunday, June 5th for Game 2 against Laval. Puck drops at 5. Visit SpringfieldThunderbirds.com. I'm attorney John Heyman. Saturday at the Stafford, Connecticut Fish and Game Club, it's the Fight Like a Girl Benefit and Ride for Cancer, honoring Lisa Baxter. Registration starts at 9, blessing at 11, followed by a ride returning for an after party with live music, raffles, and a barbecue. And Sunday, kickstands up at 11.30 sharp at the M&M Truck Service lot in Sutton for the Extreme Memorial Ride to the American Veterans Motorcycle Club and Affiliates Clubhouse house in Fitchburg for an amazing party with live music. All benefiting bikers helping bikers and riders helping riders missions. See you there and ride safe. For a complete listing of events, go to HeymanLaw.com. If you've been injured, call 1-800-HEYMAN, the motorcycle attorneys. We've been protecting bikers' rights for over 40 years. If you go down, we'll pick you up. I'm John Heyman, and that's my promise. It is 8.31 at Rock 102. It is uh, time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And here's news with Dave Coombs. A Winchenden man arrested earlier this week accused of targeting young women by damaging or letting the air out of their tires and filling their gas tanks with either water or juice. He disabled their vehicles so that they would have vehicles that he could go and rescue later on but there was an ulterior motive apparently from the story that first surfaced months ago right steve yeah he had a uh, he had his uh, he had his penis attached to a rope <laughs> Who and doesn't? he was uh, he was waiting for these uh, young ladies to break down and then uh, pulling up behind them and then walking up to the car and pulling out the penis on the rope and then putting him back in his pants and getting in his car and leaving 38 year old alexander yee telling a Milford police officer last month that he, quote, just likes to make cars not start, end quote. Well, obviously there was more to it than just that. Everybody's got a hobby, Dave. Yeah. Um, The damage that he would inflict to the vehicle in a parking lot in hopes that the victim would later require his, quote, assistance. Meantime, police yesterday arresting and charging 49-year-old North Adams, Luis Rosado, with the murder of his wife. It happened on Sunday. They apprehended him on Fenn Street in Pittsfield around 8.30 in the morning. He was charged with a single count of murder in connection with the death of his wife, Jillian, on Sunday in North Adams. She was found dead 
on the home in Charles Street. Police and EMTs had been called to the scene by a 911 call just before 8 p.m., finding her deceased. An autopsy determined the cause of death was multiple stab wounds. The arrest warrant was issued for Luis Rosado on Tuesday. He was quickly apprehended. A Northampton man convicted of injecting his daughter with drain cleaner has been denied a request for a new trial. Christopher Conley had been sentenced to 16 to 18 years in prison after a Hampshire Superior Court judge and jury found him guilty of the 2015 attempted murder of his seven-year-old daughter. Prosecutors saying that Conley injected liquid plumber drain cleaner into his daughter's tube that was used as a catheter directly into her intestines. Then he gave her an overdose of pain medication. She did survive the poisoning, but has also put up with tremendous health problems since she's been adopted by another family, but continuing to deal with the emotional and physical effects of the poisoning and the medical procedures. Nice try, dude. Yeah. Not going to happen. Nobody's going to give you a second chance. Dean Fay of Central City Boxing and Barbell Club, a Springfield police officer who five years ago founded the nonprofit boxing gym for troubled teens, yesterday met with members of the press to showcase Central City's new location and larger facility at 355 Berkshire Avenue. This is good news for troubled teens and those interested in learning the boxing game from Dean Fay. You know, if I was in front of Dean Fay right now, I'd... Uh... I would call him a wuss, but I would have to be uh, separated by him by a piece of bulletproof glass, perhaps, or, uh, you know, uh, something to protect my face from when he punches it so hard that I fall back into the old location of where he's moving out of. So a good teacher of the boxing game is what yes. you're saying, of the sweet no. science. Dean is a great guy, and he does a lot of good work for the community. Well, and good that Central Sitting Boxing and Barbell Club will have a new, larger location now. A man out on bail arrested after attempting to drive away from police recklessly with a three-year-old inside his vehicle. This happened Friday night around 8 o'clock. 21-year-old Jesus Okendo of Springfield found in a vehicle on Alderman Street. Police attempting to get him to stop his vehicle due to the fact that he did not have an active driver's license. He did not stop. Instead, Mr. Okendo drove through a yard on Marlboro Street, then drove through stop signs and red lights as well. He attempted then to go the wrong way on Queen Street, crashed his vehicle into a, another car driving in the opposite direction. They say he had, uh, did they mention if he had any uh, warrants or any of these like outstanding things or anything like that? Just just that he did. He was out on bail for a previous arrest. Ah. He also had a firearm in the car, which was loaded. Ah with nine rounds of ammunition near the three-year-old that was in the backseat of the car. That's going to affect the bail hearing. You think? A little bit. Well, and that's on top of the, the fact that he was out on bail to begin with. So things not stacking up very well for 21-year-old Jesus Okendo. Well, he was going to get uh, in trouble for something. Might as, well, might as well make it worth it. Well, that's the thing with these guys. If, the, if it's not one thing, it's usually another thing. Well, I mean, if you had a loaded gun in the car, you're definitely not going to stop for the police and uh, let them look through what mm-hmm. you have as in 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 their your inventory of your vehicle. Uh, but uh, again, uh, you got a gun in the car, you know you're wanted. Uh, let's just let's just go all the way. Well, and what do you think is going to happen when you're driving through people's backyards with your car 
and you're going the wrong way on a street that's well, intended for one-way traffic. Oh, I thought you meant wrong way through. How do you go the wrong way through a backyard? There's really no direction. <laughs> I suppose that's true. There's no yeah. sign, right? Right. Yeah. The Agawam Fire Department is teaming up with the American Red Cross to help Agawam residents get access to smoke detectors. This campaign is to help the community with home fire preparedness and safety. Those who sign up will be visited by the Agawam firefighters who will install brand new smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors free of charge. To be eligible, participants must meet the following criteria. First, you must be a resident of Agawam or Feeding Hills. Second, your current smoke detector or CO detector must be either absent or greater than 10 years old, and you must allow Agawam Fire Department officials into your home to install the detectors, but again, free of charge. Can't beat that. Those things are expensive. Right. And it's this time of year usually when you're warned to you know check the batteries in your smoke detectors and things like that. So it's a good yeah. opportunity to get a brand new one. The thing I don't get about that whole uh, checking the batteries thing is a lot of these ones have now these 10-year life batteries on them. Mm-hmm. To me, that just seems like an odd thing. Like, um, you know, uh, how does a battery last that long? Uh, monitor it. Like, how do you, I mean, obviously you can press the test button, mm-hmm. but does the unit become compromised over time because of a dying battery? Eventually the battery dies out. So how efficient is that unit up until that 10-year mark? Call your local fire department and ask the question. Yes, so. A Boston woman spending 90 days in prison after she admitted to a scheme to exchange merchandise from high-end stores like Gucci in exchange for lower-cost items from retailers like TJ Maxx. Now, I can vouch for this, by the way. I went to a uh, Marshall's yesterday, and I bought a brand-new pair of shorts to work out in. Yeah. And they're you know high-end uh, shorts from a brand that you would recognize, Eddie Bauer. Mm-hmm. And I got them for like... Twelve ninety nine. Yeah, at Marshalls. That's not a real Eddie Bauer, though. Well, no, it is because I went home and checked, and the manufacturer's suggested real t- retail price on these shorts sixty eight dollars. I got them for twelve ninety nine with the full okay th- the logo on there. They're legitimate. They got zippers on the pockets. The whole deal. Think about that, though. That's the suggested retail price, right? Marshalls and TJ Maxx. Ain't paying that much at all. If they're willing to sell it for twelve ninety nine, they're probably only getting it for a few dollars. You're making me feel to, bad about the purchase I made. It was sixty eight bucks suggested retail. I got them for twelve ninety nine. They're damn good shorts. Well, I'm not talking about making you feel bad. I'm just <laughs> talking about like in general, like this is the like that stuff is not worth as much as they say it is. Suggested retail price is just suggested hijacking of your customers. It's a good point. And that brings me back to the story about the Boston woman who's going to spend 90 days in prison, Tamara Kutseneva, a 64-year-old West Roxbury resident, was buying expensive items from pricey stores like Gucci and selling them on eBay. Then she'd simultaneously purchase similar-looking items from other stores like TJ Maxx or Marshalls at more affordable prices, then return those items to the high-end retailers for full refunds. Here's how she did it. In one instance, she bought a $399 pink Gucci scarf and posted it 
for sale on her eBay page. Mm. Days later, she returned a different, less expensive, non-Gucci scarf, which now bore the same barcode to the store for a full refund. Um, she was doing this between 2016 and 2018, by the way, before she finally got caught. Yeah, see, that's the thing that gets me about this. Uh, we talked about this last hour. Mm -hmm. If you're Gucci, don't you know which products of yours are authentic? What, if you change a tag on something, you should still be able to figure out if these things are authentic or not. Right. Because there's some identifying mark or identifying crafting of these items that would distinct it between a replica and an authentic piece of equipment. And is any high-end item worth that kind of value, $399 for a scarf? And again, I told the story about my shorts, Eddie Bauer, legitimate, that I got for $12.99. I'm not paying 68 bucks for a pair of shorts. I once spent six hundred bucks on a suit. That Did was you? about uh, that was that was about the most money I've spent on one single outfit. I, th I think that's worth it, by the way, to have one nice suit. You well, you need to spend some money. I did the same thing for my son's wedding recently. He wanted me yeah. to wear an entirely black suit. Yeah, I went and got a black suit, and it was about the same cost. But I'm going to be able to use it forever, hopefully, unless I gain tons of weight between now and whenever I'm going to wear it next. Well, you can always uh, get it taken out, can't you? <laughs> I, I, can you only get them taken in or taken out? I can't remember I, which one. Well, I think it depends how much yeah. how much cloth is there to begin with. Right. But I think you can only get them kind of reduced in size. Unless you've already had them reduced once, then you can have them taken out again, yeah. I guess. Um, do you have more news? Or do I you, don't. Well, because we have, uh, we have, some, we have some prizes. Well, yeah, it is big news that the Springfield Thunderbirds are this far into the playoffs and playing this weekend at the Mass Mutual Center against the Laval Rocket. And we have a four-pack of tickets to Sunday's playoff game. Uh, Caller 10 right now at 293-1021. We'll get those tickets to see the Thunderbirds play Laval. Laval, is that it? Laval. Uh, so good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Imagine a job where every day is an opportunity to collaborate and contribute, helping to make products that make a difference. Rock, it's 851 with the Back Steve and Dave Show. And uh, we do have a winner, by the way, for the Springfield Thunderbirds tickets, uh, Jennifer from South Hadley on the line. What do you do for work? Um, I actually am an office manager at a funeral home. Oh, ooh, that must be a lively, uh, lively business. I've never heard that joke before. <laughs> yeah, I bet you. <laughs> Tell us another funeral home joke that's better. You I'm, got one? I'm very original, you know. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm looking up bad funeral home jokes here, Steve. I might as well give you one for once instead of you giving us jokes. Sure. Why do you always have an extra chair at a funeral? Uh, why? For rigor mortis to sit in. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. Yeah. There's lots of funeral jokes out there. there, there there's more. Uh, I'm not going to tell anymore because I'm horrible at telling jokes, and these jokes I'm looking at are even worse than that one. What do you mean, worse than that one? Why shouldn't you invest? Okay, why shouldn't you invest in funeral homes? Why? It's a dying industry. I like that one. That's not a bad one. I could I could tell these to my kids. Um, we passed a funeral home today having a service at like 9 p.m. I always thought they were more of a morning thing. Oh, I get it. Morning. Like M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. A-M, P-M. Kind of like that kid spelled that in that spelling bee thing you had before. I was walking around my neighborhood and I saw the funeral home was completely packed. 
I guess people were really dying to get in. Oh, look at you. You're like, uh, you're like Henny Youngman over there. <laughs> hey, you want to make a funeral home in the forest? That's called morning wood. Mor- oh! Morning wood. I get that every day. It's all in the pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's enough. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, we, got, uh, we got some stuff going on here at Rock 102 that you might want to know about. That golf club. Mm-hmm. Have you, uh, I know you're a big golfer. I have golfed at many of the courses that are featured in the golf club, by the way, so I can vouch for these places. These aren't just slouches when it comes to golf courses that we're offering up this year. Yeah, you got uh, area courses like uh, Goodwin Park Golf Course, Crestview Country been Club. Crestview, I've been there, yeah. love it. Northampton Country Club and much more. And get this: twelve rounds of golf for only one hundred and ninety-nine bucks. You pay less than seventeen dollars a round. You can't get a deal like that anywhere, especially with inflation right now. You mm-hmm. know, you got all these prices going up. Makes a great gift for uh, for Father's Day, which is uh, coming up soon. And the Rock One Hundred Two Golf Club, presented by Swing Oil Beer Company. Look for Pin Seeker IPA on draft and in stores. Available for a limited time, so don't wait. And get yours at Rock One Hundred Two dot com. By the way, that Northampton course—that's yeah. the home course of Scott Cohen. Yeah, I know. Uh, lots of phonies hanging around there with Scott. Uh, yep. He's the biggest one of them all, mm-hmm. and you can't swing a dead cat in there without hitting him. So, good chance you'll run into him if you golf at that club. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know uh, if I'd call that a good thing, running into Scott Cohen. That's a good point. It's more like a, uh, how do I avoid this individual? How do I make it? How do I make it so he doesn't see me? You know, I'd put on a hat or something to... Hide, hide myself. Don't blame guys. Hey, this bar that was near my house turned into a funeral home a while back, Steve. Yeah, the place isn't as alive as it used to be, but they still got some cold ones in the freezer. You know what, Dave? Sometimes I underestimate you. Yeah, and then this, you come out with some gems like this. This isn't one of those times. I yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I knew somebody who worked in a funeral home. Yeah, and they have they have like the darkest senses of humor because you have to it, it was like that show six feet under yep. where they had all those crazy things going on yeah I, i've had guys tell me that i look kind of like one of the guys in that show peter krause uh little like, the character was, name yeah i don't know What's i don't it? know yeah. but you know it's funny you mentioned people who grew up in funeral homes or who work in funeral homes you, do you know what famous person did from central new york jim Bayheim. The Syracuse basketball coach. Yeah, his dad was a funeral home director, so Bayheim grew up in a funeral home, did which he, explains a lot about his personality. I was going to say, did he uh, <laughs> pick their nose of the cadavers too before he started? He th- that guy has been uh, ca- caught on camera picking his nose and eating it how many times? Right, now? right, and, and he only recently got remarried to his now longtime wife. I think it hasn't happened much since he married Julie. Oh, she probably uh, told him to stop. Stop picking. Stop digging for gold Exactly, up there. yes. It is uh, 8.56 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hey, Springfield kids, you need to know your father is living a lie. No, he doesn't have another family, as far as we know. It's just that your lame Father's Day gifts force him to say,